Hey, it's Karen Hunter from the Karen Hunter Show on Sirius XM Urban View. Here's a highlight from today's show. I brought somebody in that is just pure joy. When he comes into the room, he just he just got he's like uh he's just like a human version of love in a body. Thank you very much. Thank yeah, you very not, much. Not, not you, not you. Let me, but Lamont, you are. You're, you're also Lamont, you're not, Lamont, Lamont, not you either. <laughs> Let me welcome. He is on the neighborhood, and he plays the son of Cedric and um, Tashina Arnold. That, that's how I know them. Uh, and he is amazing. Season four. They are at season four. That means residual mm. checks. We're going to talk about that too. Let me welcome to the show the one and only back, Marcel Spears. Hey. hey, Marcel Spears. Marcel hey. Spears. Do you know that show was written for me? Oh, the neighborhood. Boy. That show, was, yeah, it was written <laughs> for me. Honestly, you would you would fit in. Honestly, you still could fit in. You like you could you should be on the show. What? Say that again. <laughs> you should be on the show. So that's gonna come back to you. Yes, the guy that wrote the show. I think he's a southerner from his uh, from the south, and I went in to read for it, but they went with a the name. They did the right thing, you know. But you know. Wait, so you yeah. were supposed to be the Cedric character? Yes, yes. They went with a name or a talent? What do, is that a, <laughs> are you sure? They... That's my brother would say, boy, I'll come through this line. <laughs> yeah. That could be true. That could be true. Cedric's right. doing a very good job. So you got all you guys are doing very well. Thank you. For um, those... For those who have not seen the neighborhood, I have seen the neighborhood. I have been in the neighborhood. I actually binge watched it um, on CBS All Access. Now it's Paramount Plus. But mm-hmm. um, it is the story of gentrification. <laughs> it's the story of gentrification. So white folk move into a neighborhood, you know, a really nice black neighborhood. And Cedric the Entertainer is uh, kind of like the patriarch of this family. And he's yeah. not really having He's not having it. He doesn't really like it. He doesn't want these people in here. It's our neighborhood. We don't need you here. Is is that the way we... Uh, so now we're in season four. These white people have mm-hmm. not moved. Have more white yeah, people moved. moved in? Have they... have Since season one, are there now more white people in the neighborhood? No, no, not yet. We haven't We haven't gotten any more white people in the neighborhood just yet. Okay. All right. So it's whole, we, holding, we holding the fort. Yeah, yeah. How has this... How has the relationship between... Your father on the show, who's played by Cedric mm-hmm. the Entertainer, and the white people who moved in. How has that evolved mm-hmm. over four seasons and take us through it? I think I think it evolved in a in the most natural way. Like you go from being complete strangers, people who don't really know each other, don't really relate to each other, don't really understand how to how to sort of build that bridge to find any kind of connection to being like real and true neighbors, like neighbors in, in the in the truest sense, um, friends in the truest sense, like this relationship has really developed from originally Cedric's character being very suspicious of this new white family and that being sort of uh, an omen to him that this is like the beginning, like the first wave of gentrification and pushing out the, the old neighborhood to now him really accepting these people and then becoming a legitimate part of the neighborhood, not just because they live there, but because they have integrated themselves in the community, they understand, they have empathy for, they build relationships in this community. So they're they're a real part of, of the neighborhood now. Okay. Now, your character, again, you played a son. There's two brothers. One's a loser. Or a <laughs> loser-like. Loser-like, right? Loser-like. Well, it's been four seasons, so he's he doing okay now. All <laughs> right, so he evolves. I, I binge-watched the first season. So, so he's now no longer a loser? 
No, he's no longer. So originally, the the brother playing the guy playing my brother, Sheon McKinney, he plays Malcolm. Uh, he's an older brother. He was a ball player. He was gonna go to the major leagues in baseball. Uh, he got an injury, so he ended up living with his parents. And it was kind of like one of those things that it, it happens to so many young athletes, so many so many people in sure. the world where you go for something, you shoot for something, it doesn't work out. Now you find yourself back at home. You feel like a loser. You feel like you ain't got nothing going for you. And Cedric's character isn't the most sensitive. He feels like tough love is the best love. So he would he would let him have it every single time. Um, but since then, Malcolm has gotten a job. Now Malcolm and Marty have moved out of the house they have there. Uh, they live in a house next door that they are renting from Cedric. Uh, and it, 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 there's there's a there's an arc. There's a progression going like these. These two young men are slowly becoming men in their own right. Now, I, I like that. Lamont, Lamont is still living with his mama. Stick go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, but does, do you live with your mama? Do your mama live with she, you? She lived with me. Yeah, that's there it is. Oh, there you yeah. go. <laughs> that's what it is nowadays. Now, now I've I've seen the um I've seen a, a couple episodes. I don't know how recent it was, but I think um Cedric was running for he was forced to run for local office. Um, uh the white guy did, Dave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cedric so, was his campaign manager. Right, play, right. Play, or, and, and Dave is played by Max Greenfield. Yes, he is. Now, now, so where I'm going to is gentrification is is a bad word now. It's a it's a negative buzzword. Mm -hmm. How do you, you explain the success of the show on network, you know, and, and how it resonates with such a wide audience? I think part of the success part of the success of the show is the intention behind like the writing, the intention behind the creative team, the intention behind the actors. Like you take a topic like gentrification or you take a topic like um, the protests that happen, you take a topic like uh, drug addiction or, or veterans returning home from war. You take these sort of big meaty subjects and you look at them through the lens of comedy in a way that only a show that is as diverse and as sort of open-minded as ours can attack. Like. We talk about gentrification, and obviously we do it through in a, in a funny way, but it's something that happens throughout the country. And I don't want to mess up, uh, you know, Karen's flow. You know what I'm saying? She's trying to keep it serious, so I don't want to yeah. get too deep into gentrification. But we understand the problem with gentrification. It's not so much that white people are moving into the neighborhood; it's that they systematically disenfranchise the neighborhood so that it's affordable. Then these people come in, and all of a sudden, all of these benefits happen in that neighborhood mm -hmm. where the people who were living there before, usually black and brown people do not sort of, yeah they 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 got the short end of the stick on that um and so we take something like that 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 real fear that calvin that cedric's character could have seeing this new family move into his neighborhood and then we unpack it we unpack mm -hmm. it from his perspective we unpack it from their perspective understanding that they just wanted uh, they found a house that was affordable for them they're not necessarily the richest white people in the world but they are white they do benefit from the privilege of being white and so them just like buying a house to start a family not realizing the history of the neighborhood, not realizing uh, the impact that it could potentially have on the neighborhood. And we just, they have that conversation and they have that give and take, that push and pull. And um, what has happened is that they are better people for it. I love, I love your character here. I first uh, fell in love with you on The Mayor, which is a short-lived yeah. sitcom starring Yvette Nicole Brown. And I felt like had they cast you as the mayor, it would still be on TV, but that's neither here nor mm. there. No disrespect to the <laughs> other brother, but there's, there's chemistry and energy that comes from, and your character on The Neighborhood, you play an engineer, you're super smart, you and Cedric have this back and forth that is just yeah. like, I feel like y'all are son and father, like it feels real. Um, 
tell us a little bit about you. I know last time you were here, you were talking about you're from New Orleans, right? Yeah, Originally. What what was your relationship like with your dad? So I have a I have a great relationship with my dad. Um, my biological father passed away when I was five, and uh, my mom, not too long after that, maybe when I was around seven, met uh, the guy who I call my dad now. He's a he's sort of he's a, he's like the I don't know he's like the best he's he's like one of those situations where he's the dad that I know because I, he's been in my life since I was little. Um, and he's one of those guys that he really stepped in the gap. He saw this woman who already had these kids and was just like, you know what? Like, all right, cool. Um, like, let's do it. I wouldn't have made that choice. I don't think it was a wise choice to make for a young brother at that time, but he made it work. It worked out for him. And, um, he's been married to my mom ever since he, he's the guy that like taught me how to shave. He's the guy that like gives me like those fatherly life lessons, things. I have a great relationship with my dad. I'm a preacher's kid. So sometimes we, we, uh, disagree a little because I'm I'm a heathen, admittedly. Ah. Uh, <laughs> but I, I have I have the best dad in the world, man. He really is. How He's does good. the heathen uh, show up? But and wh- how would we know you're a heathen? Like, what, give me some That's heathen like You know what it? Well, look at it. I'm really like full fledged heathen. I just just by half, you're heathen light. Heathen. Of, yeah, you're a light a heathen. Ha- light heathen. Right. Like heathen. I'm like heathen light. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm heathen light. It's one of those situations to where like obviously there are there's a reputation of, of preacher's kids. Like usually preacher's kids are the wildest ones in the church. I ain't really that, but I definitely um smoke weed. I'm, I'm not, you smoke weed. You know you smoke weed. <laughs> you I smoke like, weed. God, is, God is yet working on me. Ooh. Hey, God is yet working. Yeah, hey, yeah, he work. came to you in the form of a burning bush. There's nothing yes, wrong with that. Yeah, yes, he did. Yes, he did. He's a heathen. He's definitely a heathen. <laughs> yeah, I see. I see. I see it all over him. I see. But he's 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 well jeweled though. He's a bejeweled heathen. Um, he's got nice jewelry. Um, he knows he's a heathen. That's when you know he's okay. He admits that he's a heathen. Yeah, right. Well, that's the first. Too. It's like part of the twelve step program. You got first admit, yeah. right? Right. 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 Um, I read that you were um, not housed for a period of time. You were yeah. uh, unhoused. Talk a little mm. bit about that, Marcel. I mean, it's, it, it is, it's one of those situations to Wait, wait, where... wait. Before you do it, was it pride? Because you clearly could have gone home. You could have gone home. They would have let you. No, it, it was. No, they wouldn't. No, he couldn't have gone home. Once he left the house, his dad told him you ain't coming back. Literally. They literally <laughs> said, but, but Karen, to your point, it was pride. It was a hundred percent pride. It was, it was one of those situations where I feel like a lot of um, a lot of artists, working artists, sort of go through that thing. Like I'm sure all of you guys have had that that kind of moment um, where you're choosing like art or like getting yep. getting a job and, and getting some stability. And I was I was choosing art. Like I had graduated, I had got out of grad school maybe two years prior to that, and I was hustling doing like basement theaters and things like that and regional theaters. And when you do like regional theater gigs, they will house you. So you'll go away and like, you'll stay there and you'll try to pay rent at your spot in New York or whatever the case may be. And I had eventually gotten behind on rent and my landlord who was, my landlord was great. Like he tried to work with me best he could. He was a cool Asian dude. Like he tried to work with me as best he could, but obviously like I had fallen too far behind. And so he was just like, man, I don't know what to do. Uh, y'all gotta go. Like, so I was, I was in a situation where I was couch surfing for a little while, like trying to figure it out. And like when I would book a job, that's when I would have an apartment. <laughs> like I was, I had a, I had a girl at the time, and she, she had went home to stay with her family in Texas while I was like 
trying to figure it out. Like just, just in that moment where it, it's like, you could go home, but going home doesn't seem like an option. Like it's not yeah, an option. Right. Yeah. So here's my biggest question. Um, how do you, wh- where do you wash your ass when you're not housed? Just, just curious. You, so there, there are a couple of places, right? Mm-hmm. You got a Planet Fitness membership, membership there you right? Go. That's it. I was just dollars a month. Yeah. <laughs> Planet Fitness gonna get their money whether you got it best, or not. Best bathrooms in the city. Exactly. Yeah. You have friends. At that point, I was still in New York, and I graduated from Columbia. I got my master's degree at Columbia. Wait, hold on. So you walk around with an Ivy League postgraduate, <laughs> postgraduate degree? Yes. Taking a bath Mr. and a dump at Planet Fitness. Yeah, nah, because I can go to the I can go to the theater. I can go back to Columbia. Yeah, yeah. Like wonderful theater facilities. I can go to the theater. I can take a shower, get myself together, go to the auditions. Like I, I was also um, teaching part time in New York. Like I was teaching in New York uh, City public schools system as a supplementary art teacher. So New York had this this program where they would hire artists in the city as a way to sort of honor the art community and supplement the fact that they couldn't afford arts programs in these schools. They would hire these teachers to do like temporary art programs, like six weeks, whatever the case may be. So I was doing that on the side to try and make a little bit of money, but obviously they can't pay you a lot, which is why they do that sort of situation. So I was doing that. It was, I was, I was hustling, man. I was trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. That's good, man. That's so, good. And, and, and finally, Marcel, um, would you know, to get a garbage can if an alligator came <laughs> to your front door. I had this exact debate with my friends because I'm from New Orleans. So obviously alligators are a common thing. And the ingenuity behind someone serious. who sees an alligator in the yard and thinks to himself, get me the recycling bin. Yeah. Like that yeah. kind of ingenuity, that kind of mind needs to be respected. That brother needs some kind of like keep to the city or something, keep to Listen, the neighborhood. No, 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 I, no, I got it. one better. We had the crocodile hunter, yeah. right? Yeah. And the, we need him to have a show because clearly- We need him to do it. He the, knows the how catcher. to, yeah, he could be the- Because in the South- The gator catcher. In New Orleans where I'm from, the solution to having an alligator in your yard is you get a gun or you get a shovel and you either shoot the alligator in the head or, or you bash it in the head, head with a shovel. And then somebody can skin it, somebody can clean it, probably people gonna eat it. Who knows what happens? But that yeah. is and this brother was like, no, I'm I'm a I'm a nature conservationist. This alligator just in the wrong place at the wrong time, you know what I'm saying? He's just in the wrong neighborhood, he don't know what's going on. Get me the garbage can, and I'm just gonna slide him into it, flip it up, and put him at the curb for animal control to come get him. That I think I, I read he went and released it. He put him back into the water. Yeah, he put it. He put it into the yeah. Again, yeah. That that brother deserves some kind of recognition. That's what I was mind. thinking. I was thinking if there's some smart producers out there, how come that brother it? couldn't just take his ass in the house and leave that alligator alone? You know what, George? I would try to get this brother a check, George, and a yeah, TV yeah. show. But the other thing Which, is, the other thing is, the whole neighborhood was outside because there's an yeah. alligator in the yard. Like That's everybody right. was watching, and one man took action. That brother deserved. Like you can make a movie out of that. Like the cameraman, like, the cameraman, yeah. like, like. Yes, I don't want to make any other references, but the cameraman also deserves his credit. Yes. You're absolutely right. Yes. Because, because we wouldn't know about... If it wasn't the, a cameraman, Karen, it was just a telephone. That's now... That's now... Yeah. That's now... That's now video. That's, movies, yeah. Yeah, this is... Uh, 
Yeah, Apple Apple is is using their videos. You know, the the video in the Apple yeah. is the broadcast Yo, quality. Shout out, shout out to the camera because yeah. especially in this day and age, especially with millennials, I don't know how old the cameraman was, but millennials their habit is to talk to themselves. Like <laughs> for the camera right here, like man, they got you're a millennial. You're a millennial. Hey, let me show you what's happening. I'm, I'm gonna yeah, keep yeah. it real. Going down on the street. Oh, okay. So what's next for you? You you are you are um just a stel. I mean, this this man and this and the the neighborhood and you and Cedric chemistry. You and Tashina chemistry. It's just beautiful. I see you in so many things, Marcel Spears. Are you are you uh, doing something else? This is season four kicked off a couple of weeks ago on CBS. Yeah. Mr. Marcel Spears is where you can follow him on Twitter. I just made him follow me during the break because you know what the hell. Um. <laughs> But what what's up next for you? Uh, I mean, we're gonna be filming the show for for a minute, and the contract that I'm under with CBS, like that show, is in first position, so it takes priority. But I, I'm I'm Ooh, always constantly trying. To, I'm always constantly trying to like find the next thing. I don't want to get stagnant. I don't want to sit in one place. I'm always auditioning to see if I can book other jobs and, and see if they'll work with me on that end. I'm starting to get into producing now. Starting to like tiptoe into writing to figure out how how to grow this blessing that I've been I've been given. All right. How you get your show, you need a daddy or granddaddy. Okay, look at me. Yes, sir. You need a granddaddy right now. I could be Cedric's daddy. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I think you should come through. You should be his um has Cedric had his daddy on? Well, in the show, Cedric Daddy is dead, but we got a We could bring him uncle. back oh, and George Miles as a ghost. Ah, there we yeah. go. Yeah. Bam. In one of them dream sequences where yeah. he comes back. Yeah. Man, that's an easy one. All right, that. before I let you go, Marcel, your money, because I just said you going into season four, them some residual CBS about. checks. That's some different. That network money's different than the than them cable dollars. How has it impacted your life? What have you bought? We were just talking about the lotto. You have hit the lotto in your career. What, yeah. what, what are you doing it, it, no, besides buying jury? 100% feels like it's a lottery, but I haven't, we don't have enough episodes yet. We like after this season, we'll get to that, that, that hundred episode mark to where we can like start having those other conversations, especially mm. if we, if we get uh season five, knock on wood, um, we'll, we'll definitely be at that mark. I'm at the place now where we just, we just went to renegotiate contracts so I can like finally like get paid like some, uh, like something. Because before they got me for basically the price of like car for three like, years, three yeah. years, the same deal. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, you don't really know you. You don't really got no pull. Like take this. Um, and so that the renegotiation process was, uh, it was a lesson, man. If I'm being hundred percent honest, I didn't understand. I didn't know what to expect in that situation. Mm. And I didn't know how I was going to feel right. like coming into work, like dedicating myself to this hundred percent, being proud of the work that I do having this relationship with the cast and the crew and the creative team. And like, it really legitimately feeling like family, like no fake stuff. It's mm -hmm. a real family. Sure. But then when it comes to business, it's different. Like when you go to the table and you're like, okay, so yeah. I think I should be paid this. And they're like, nah, nah. And you're like, okay, all right. So like, what about this? And they're like, nah, nah. Let me say thank you. I'm glad you're getting your money. Marcel, come back anytime. Hey, this is Karen Hunter. You can listen to The Karen Hunter Show live every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. East on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM 